بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله أما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن المجيد بعد عوض بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ظهر الفساد في البر والبحر بما كسبت أيدي الناس ليذيقهم بعض الذي عملوا لعلهم يرجعون وقال تعالى قل هو القادر على أن يبعث عليكم عذابا من فوقكم أو من تحت يرجلكم أو يلبسكم شيعا ويذيق بعضكم بأس بعض انظر كيف نصرف الآيات لعلهم يفقهون وعن ثوبان مولى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يوشك أن تداعى عليكم الأمم كما تداعى الأكلة إلى قصعتها قلنا من قلنة يومئذ قال لا أنتم يومئذ كثير ولكنكم قثاء كغثاء السيل ينزع الله المهابة من قلوب عدوكم ويجعل في قلوبكم الوهن قيل وما الوهن قال حب الدنيا وكراهية الموت أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام My respected friends, elders and brothers, mothers and sisters, <coughs> students, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. As we have the happiness and the blessings of Eid al-Adha and Hajj and the beautiful uh, plain, uh, the, the beautiful scenery of millions of Muslims gathered on the plains of Arafah making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this past week, uh, at the same time, we have the consistent, constant news of, of natural disasters and uh, as well as uh, humanitarian crises that have been uh, prompted and have been promoted and have been created, not only by natural forces, but beyond that from human forces as well. And these are affecting the entire ummah, Muslim uh, as well as others. So we have one, one hurricane that hit our country and another aunt making its way. And at the same time, we have of course a never-ending crisis in the Middle East and in parts of Africa and parts of the Southeast Asia and then a new developing uh, crisis in, in, in the region known as around Burma. And it is a constant uh, flood of events that are uh, surrounding the Muslim Ummah from all directions. And this is interesting that this comes at the time of Hajj. A few years back, I remember on the way back from Hajj, or right rather, we were still in Makkah to Mukarramah after Hajj, when uh, the eastern part of our country, New Jersey, and that area got battered by a hurricane, right as the Hajj was com coming to a completion. And this year, as Hajj was coming to a completion, the southern coast of our country got hit. And now another portion of it is, is um, uh, you know, in, 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 the eye of, in the way of the storm. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy and protect uh, those people who are in those areas. And many brothers uh, and sisters from, of our acquaintances, etc., are there. And they are telling us how, you know, dire the situation is. May Allah azza wa jal uh, make it easy as we're sitting here with peace and comfort attending Jum'ah Salah and listening. There are thousands who are uh, uh, having a very, very difficult time. I spoke to one of the students who was a student over here, and he's, he lives from, in, he's from that area. I asked him, what, what is the situation? So he told me that uh, people who left yesterday on the way to a destination that was just two hours away, after a full 12, 14, 18 hours, they still are nowhere near, uh, have even arrived at their destination. So he said, right now, we're just buckling down and staying inside, inside the house, because it's too late to, to try to evacuate. So uh, we, we are, of course, asked to keep those people in our prayers. But brothers and sisters, what are the lessons that we have to uh, learn from all of this? That none of these things 
are happening without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's permission and without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's knowledge so if we learn a lesson from that then at least we've gained something out of that and if we haven't learned a lesson from that then unfortunately we lose in the dunya and we lose in the long run as well the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he has spoken about both of these things the natural disaster aspect of it as well as the human uh, human uh, afflicted uh, difficulties that come upon the ummah Allah Azza wa Jal also speaks about both. For example, Allah says, "Zahar al-fasadu fil barri wal bahar." There is chaos. There is chaos that is rampant, that is apparent on earth, as well as on the seas. Uh, Allah says it very clear. There's chaos. There's turbulence on earth. There's turbulence and there's chaos on and and the oceans and the seas, and um, all of that. Bima kasabat aydin nas. Allah says it's because of the sins of the people, because of the actions of mankind. So that they may get a taste, uh, a small taste of a retribution of their actions. A retribution of their actions. And the purpose of that, So that they may turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while they still have a chance and opportunity to do so. Allah says in Surah Al-Sajda, We will make them taste the smaller punishment in this world uh, and not the major one. So that they may turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are not by any means claiming and pointing fingers at any portion of the world to say that those people are being punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Instead, what we say is that the entire ummah is one ummah, like one body. If, we, if, we, if the finger gets caught in, in a door, we don't say the finger is being punished for something that the heart has done or the tongue has done. Right? The entire body is one. If the finger is being punished or it gets caught in a, in a doorway, it's as bad as the eye being hit or the, or the hand being hit or the head being hit. It's all one body. The whole body feels it. So wherever the ummah gets hit, in whatever way, shape or form, we're all taking a head for it. And we're all supposed to be feeling the pain for it. And we have to start introspecting and seeing what have I, what have I done possibly to become a means of this problem affecting the ummah. How is, how is my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How are my sins? Because it all adds up, my brothers and sisters. It all adds up. You have one big scale that Allah azza wa jal has. And the deeds of the human beings are piled up onto that. And there's a certain threshold. Once that threshold reaches, the help of Allah comes. Once that threshold, a certain other threshold, once that threshold reaches, the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes. And this pan or the scale that is collecting the deeds is not for a certain community or a certain country. Nay, it's for the entire ummah. The entire ummah collectively, all their actions are being forwarded onto the scale. And so when that scale reaches a tipping point, things happen. So I have a share in that. And you have a share. And all of us have a share in that. We, we cannot absolve ourselves of our responsibility when it comes to these things. That our actions definitely play out in much greater ways than we can imagine. We see that happening within our own lives. That uh, a person does... A person does something and immediately or in the next week or in the next day he starts or she starts seeing effects of that. That is in our personal life. Most definitely in the grand scheme of things as well, that is the same. That collectively our a'mal, our actions play a very, very large role. Uh, so when it comes to natural disasters, we have many verses like I shared with you, these two verses, that talk about the fact that this, this uh, 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 chaos and corruption that happens and things going, apparently going haywire, Happens, doesn't happen without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's permission. If you look at the hadith with regards to the signs of the Day of Judgment, which are numerous, you will see a lot of them focus on natural disasters. The occurrence of 
earthquakes, the occurrence of mudslides, the occurrence of uh, various types of storms, etc., massive wildfires. All of these things are mentioned in, in the books of Hadith. Before the end of times, you know, nature will start snarling and nature will start attacking back. And a lot of that is caused because of human, human actions as well. A human pollution, human, humans meddling with their environment in a manner that they're not supposed to. And definitely that causes definitely a lot of problems as well. Beyond that, it comes as a, a reminder for the human being that do not think of yourself as too powerful and too strong and too uh, you know, out of what do you call out of the grasp of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's strength and power. Instead, we need to realize our status and our humbleness in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are small, teeny little human beings. No matter how smart we are, no matter great how technology we may have acquired, but in front of the forces of what they call the forces of nature, which is nothing but the smallest of creations of Allah, the ocean and the, and, and the winds, whatnot. In front of that, Allah azza wa jal, when these things come at us, no, no matter how much technology, no matter how much intelligence, no matter how much wealth a person has, none of this is absolute necessary is of any of any avail so when rabbul bahar and rabbul uh, rabbul bar and rabbul hawa rabbul tufan when the lord of all of this nature will come after a person what are the chances of survival when the creation these creations are so intimidating and so scary imagine the lord of behind all of this when he <coughs> allah says in rabbaka labil mirsad indeed your lord is waiting an ambush Allah says, Inna Rabbaka labil mirsad. Your, your Lord is waiting in ambush, waiting every, and watching every move of yours. So these are reminders, my brothers and sisters, of what nature is doing around us. This is a simple creation of Allah. Cannot do. Allah says, everything has been, uh, been brought in control and subjugated for you. Once in a while, these things turn around. And the subjugation says, instead of being a benefit, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, bring some harm to the people as well. The stories of Ad and Thamud and Nuh in the Quran are plenty for us to take advice and heed from. How each of those who said, who would say, Man ashaddu minna quwa. Can there be anyone more powerful than us? Can there be anyone more stronger than us? They were full of arrogance. But Allah Azza wa Jal, He speaks about how uh, they were so strong, but when Allah's nature, the, cre- the wind was let, let loose on them, they were as tall as palm trees. They were as strongly rooted as palm trees. But when Allah let that wind go, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it seemed the human beings, Allah is describing the humans. They looked as though when a storm goes by a forest or a plantation or a garden and you see the trees all lying on the floor, this is how these massive human beings were, were lay flat on the ground. So these are not old. Uh, these are not new phenomena. These are old phenomena, and the Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Learn a lesson." Someone who suffers in this, if he remains patient and makes and repents to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, then he has actually come out strong. The second type of issue and disaster that we see taking place today, <clears throat> as we speak right now, whether currently right now it's in Burma or other places of the world, is of course at the hands of one another, at the hands of human beings. And Allah Azza wa Jal, He says that in the Quran as well, multiple places. Say, Muhammad say, Allah is all powerful. Allah is all <coughs> powerful, who al qadir and capable. To send upon you a punishment. From above you Or from below you Or he can make you into groups and factions And make you taste the, uh, the, the, the punishment At the hands of one another Make you t- taste 
the difficulty and punishment at the hands of one another. So these are various types of wake-up calls that come from Allah. Allah says some come from the top. You can take that in the form of oppressive rulers. Or you can take that in the form of hail and rain and things that come from the sky. And then Allah says some come from the bottom. You can take that in the form of a, a, a peasantry or, or rather I should say a citizenry class that rebels against the ruling class. Or you can say that in the form of um, uh, earthquakes and, and, and whatnot that happen below our feet. And the third type of punishment Allah says I am capable of sending is to make you into groups and then make, you go, make one group fight with the other group and thereby uh, taste the punishment at the hands of one another. These Allah says, Look at how many different ways I explain to you things. In so many different ways I'm explaining to you my signs. So that you can understand, you can comprehend, you can think. So we have to not sit back and, and not worry about anything. Instead we must take effect from all of these type of calamities. Our heart must, uh, our heart must get soft. We must feel pain. We must cry. We must turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in dua, in supplication, in sincere, earnest supplication. And at the same time, along with that, we have to be proactive and do what we, what we must, what we can, in order to bring some change in these situations. Whether it's the natural disasters that are affecting our country, and taking an active part in assisting, helping financially, or in any other way, shape, or form, assisting those who are displaced or those who are suffering. Um, uh, there's uh, you know, collections taking place by various organizations. Uh, Pious Projects is, is, is helping uh, amongst many other organizations. They're helping in Texas and they are uh, be sending, a, sending a container full of supplies. So you know, there's announcements being made for that as well as other organizations doing great work. So we have, to, we have to be actively involved. And then when it comes to the Burma crisis, when it comes to these other cri- crises that our Muslims are, are, are horribly uh, suffering, dying, and, and, and atrocities that are not you know, I feel dif- difficult to mention here. Uh, and definitely I can't even look at those pictures and have the heart to do so. As people share those images, we need to understand that we cannot simply uh, feel bad about it. And we cannot simply say, I'm going to make dua. That's a starting point. But we have to do some, proactively get involved in some way, shape, or form. Raise awareness about it. If Political involvement, protests that may be taking place, that will be taking place in the city of Chicago, in front of the embassy, uh, the Burmese embassy, and writing letters and phone calls to our, our elected officials, bringing awareness, being involved in our community. And I think that is one of the lessons to be learned from uh, these crises, that when Muslims seclude themselves and when Muslims alienate themselves from a community and say, we're here to earn money, we're here to do our job, we're here to build our little Mac mansions, and at the same time we'll show up for a prayer once in a while to the masjid, and that's about it. But our primary goal is how we can materialistically benefit and reap from the country, and we alienate ourselves and not remain involved in the political process, and not in remain involved in the, in the, in the, in the civics uh, of, of the country, then horrible repercussions not will, uh, ha, um, uh, can take place, have taken place, and are taking place as we speak in different parts of the world. And our scholars have always asked us to do that, that do both things. Hold on to dua and a'mal. There's no doubt about it that a'mal, our own sins are, are a result of what's happening. But we cannot say, let me just do tawbah and istighfar and dua and that's about it. My brothers and sisters, beyond that, a person needs to take positive steps and take initiatives to be involved in our country. Not only for this crisis, 
but for our own as well because Allah forbid Allah forbid what goes around you know what comes what happens in those other places can easily come around to us very soon Allah forbid these Muslims who are there have not didn't, didn't just show up yesterday they've been uh, there for 700 plus years but now all of a sudden they're being told that you are not you don't belong in this country you need to go somewhere else that uh, fire of uh, of xenophobia and, and Islamophobia, uh, etc. When that comes through, then people don't look at anything. They don't look at history. They don't look at what you did, what your forefathers. They don't look at Th- Thomas Jefferson's Quran. They're not worried about that. They're looking at, pr- at practical things. They say, oh, what have you done for our country? What has your involvement been here? Uh, and uh, I was <clears throat> traveling one place. I went to, went to an apartment building, visit, vi- went to visit someone. And the apartment building had packed with Muslims. So I went to go visit someone And I was waiting outside in the apartment In the, in the elevator line And to hear And I was, uh, I was shocked to see The type of anger And vulgarity that was taking place there Between the non-Muslims uh, Who are speaking to uh, Regarding the Muslims The majority of the Muslims are immigrants They don't speak English They didn't understand probably what was going on But the indigenous you know, citizens of that country were, were full of hate and anger about the Muslims And they were talking about how what we do, how they trash the place, how they bring undocumented, you know, people who, you know, packing up the apartments with people that are not supposed to be there, how they ruin this and that aspect. And the list was going on and they were getting so angry. I felt so uncomfortable standing there, just listening to this. While all the other Muslims, they don't even know what's happening. They don't even hear, they don't even realize what these people are talking about. They're just going on their way. I was waiting for the line and listening to that. And it, it gave me a glimpse of what's going on. When we are not involved in our, in our country, in our community, and we are here just simply leading our you know, lives thinking that I've got my earplugs in, I've got my blink, blinders on, and I'm going to do my own thing. I'll earn and earn and take care of my family and my kids, and not, no one's going to be worried about my life. My brothers and sisters, this could really come back to bite us. This level of apathy and, and not being involved in political process, etc., is what is one of the primary reasons where Muslims are being subjected to all sorts of oppression is because of, of their uh, weakness in amal most definitely and beyond that also not being involved in the political process and whatever other processes that are there being, being active citizens so these are two things we see a dichotomy uh, unfortunately we see certain people who focus on one or the other there are people who will involve themselves in activism political activism but they completely downplay the importance of dua ibadah uh, attendance to the masjid coming regularly for fard salah making dua qunutu nazila in salatul fajr reading yaseen uh, doing khatm al-quran reading salawat doing istighfar, etc. And then there's another group of people that give great emphasis to these ibadat, but they, re- they think that this is sufficient and we, there's no reason for us to get involved in any level of activism. And these are both wrong. Instead, we have to actually equally give full uh, attention to both aspects and, and show the entire community that this is how you handle both things uh, beautifully, how you give your, 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 you work on your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and at the same time take the realm of means use the realm in the realm of means do whatever we have uh, and instead of cursing this I'll end with a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said in Allah ta'ala yaqul Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says an Allah la ilaha illa an there's none worthy of worship but me I am Allah malikul mulk the king of all kings wa malikul mulk the king of all kings qulubul muluk fi yadi the, the hearts of all the kings are in my hand. And when my servants obey me, then I make the hearts of their kings turn towards them with, with love and mercy. 
عصوني, and when the servants disobey me, then I turn the hearts of the rulers against them with hardness, harshness, and, and, and punishment. So then the kings and these rulers begin to punish these people with the worst types of punishments. So do not keep yourself simply busy by cursing and praying against the kings. But rather busy yourself in remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and humbling yourself before Him. So that I may be sufficient for you against these oppressive rulers. This is related by Abu Naim in Hilyatul Awliya. So this is one beautiful hadith that tells us that beyond just getting upset and angry and cursing, that is not the method for a Muslim to do. A Muslim takes proactive measures. Uh, he turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, takes the blame wherever there needs to be taken the blame, realizes that I may be at fault, and let me see how I can correct myself. And then at the same time also takes full use of the means that are available to us at our disposal in order to <clears throat> bring some positive change in the world. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He allows myself and all of us here to utilize both ways, the, the way of dua, tadarru, dhikr, as well as the means, say ameen, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this blessed day of Jumu'ah that He allows you and I, all of us, to at least perform two rakah salah after Jumu'ah or before Asr salah. Let's take a time out to perform just two rakah salah at least, Salatul Hajjah. Let's pray two rakah salah today and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, wherever the ummah is suffering, whatever way, whatever way, shape, or form, this is my small attempt to at least do something about it. Beyond that two rakat salah, after, every day after Fajr, in Fajr salah, we have started Qunut al-Nazila here. So please join us for that. And whatever level of involvement you can do, the Burma Task Force is working. You can join there, uh, go to their website and see how you can get involved uh, for the Burmese um, situation. And then for the, the, for the flood victims, etc. There's a lot of different organizations, Ikna Relief, Pious Projects, etc. They're doing great work. Let us see with whatever level involvement we can. Inshallah, if we can be like they said, the dove, there's a story goes, the legend goes, that when Ibrahim والسلام, was being punished by Namrud and was a huge fire was lit up and uh, till, the sky, till the sky, a dove came or a pigeon came with a small a beak full of water and was going towards the fire. The legend goes that the birds asked him, where are you going? He says, I'm going to put my water that's from my beak upon the fire of Ibrahim. So they told him that what use is this going to do? What benefit this massive fire and what little teeny drop of water in your beak is going to do? He says, well, at least on the day of judgment when I am called out and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks me that when my Khalil, my friend was being burnt, what did you do? He asked the people, at least I can say, Ya Allah, I did what I had in my power. Which I had one drop of water that I could put in from my beak and I did that. SubhanAllah. So the lesson is whatever we can, it might not be a whole lot, but as long as we take some action today from this Jumu'ah to begin to take some initiative so that at least we don't simply just have a, uh, you know, feel tears or sad about it. But beyond that, we actually have something to show to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that while others were suffering, this is, the, this is what I was able to present to you. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He truly inspires me and all of us, inshallah, to, take, to proactively get involved uh, when these situations arise. And we hope and pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the condition of the ummah improves. Please join us.